welcome back to Unashamed, a Smut Lovers podcast, where we just want to talk with you about smut. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Courtney. And we are going to be doing our bi-weekly book review today. Um, it's basically where we just go over the books that we've been reading in the last two weeks and what we thought about them. Okay, before we get started, um, I just wanted to say that these are just our opinions. So if we like a book that you didn't like or we don't like a book that you did like, um, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that deep. Everybody has different tastes. These are just our opinions. Um, yes, go ahead. Okay. I'll start with what I'm uh, currently reading. Okay, I'm reading Say You Swear by... Megan Brandy. Have you read it? Uh, is that her newest one? Because I haven't read her newest one. I think so. Then sure. no. I've read everything but this one. It's pretty good. Um, I don't know why I was putting it off so much. But it seems like... I just started a few hours ago, so I'm not super far in. But um, it seems like she grew up in love with one of her best friends um her whole life they all grew up together and she finally makes a move and finds out that he doesn't feel the same way um and then she meets somebody else and it seems like it's going to go in the direction of her getting with this other guy um, not positive on that, but that's just what it seems like it's going to be. Um, the blurb said something about, like, I just read loves. the blurb. Huh? I said I just read the blurb. Yeah, the blurb says something about second love, so that's why I'm assuming that yeah, she's probably going to get with like, another guy. First love isn't supposed to last forever, but what about second love? Um, yeah. So, um, I, it looks good. Megan Brandy is, she's a solid author. Anything she writes is going to be uh, pretty great. I, I've read um, quite a few of her books. Not all, I haven't read all of them, but I've read quite a few of her books, and they're all really, really good. Um, it's male-female. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm excited to see how it ends. Yeah, so... Uh, Megan Brandy is um, one of my go-to, like, uh, she writes kind of angstier, I would say, like, young adult, like, male-female books. And so, like, if I am in the mood for, like, an angstier romance, like, you know, or, like, just the the almost teenage drama feels or, like, college drama feels, you know what I mean? Like, those kind of books. Mm -hmm. She's my, like, guilty pleasure author that I'll go to for, like, something like that. Yeah, I'm she like, wrote, oh. it, she's the one that wrote The Boys of Brayshaw, isn't she? She is, yes. Yeah, that series is fantastic. Absolutely. And she also writes uh, good, like, she writes very well for writing, um, like, younger adult, like, uh, you know, seniors in high school and stuff like that. She She makes them act their age without acting their age, if that makes sense. So, like, an older audience can connect to those younger characters still like they have a really good emotional maturity 
but they're also still like you can be like okay these are 17 18 19 year olds and they still have those actions like 17 18 19 year olds where you're not like oh well why is this 17 year old acting like a 35 year old it's there yeah. you know it's it's really good uh connection um you know the older audiences can enjoy it and also i i, I would say the younger you know young adults could also connect well this yeah this one is they're 18. yeah so it works out what are you reading right now um so well uh i'm not actually reading a book right now um oh, I'm, okay I'm reading, <laughs> i i'm doing guilty <laughs> i'm doing um i'm reading yaoi manga is what i'm reading right now <laughs> I'm reading comic books because I didn't I even got, know you read manga. I love manga. It's amazing. Um, but I'm reading, I'm reading, you know, boy love stuff right now. Uh, I, I did start, uh, what was you recommended it? It's the goddess series. Hold on. Oh, claimed by the goddess. Yeah. Claimed by the goddess. I am 20% in and I don't like it at all. So it's I stopped reading it and I was like, I don't want to do this. And I, I liked it. Um, I don't remember if it was like a slow start or not. Um, but it, it's 12 men that she like gradually gets. And there's different um, kinks. There's male, male. There's um, – I and it's like – I think it's like a four or five book series. It's been a long time since I read it. But um, if anybody else was – curious about it i wouldn't discredit it because courtney wasn't in the I, okay i'm not discrediting <laughs> i'm thinking i just so you know those series so uh like i said i'm so new into it i'm only 20 percent into the book it's just uh it it starts off super heavy and strong with the male male which i love but at the same time it kind of just seems like and i don't know if this is true i'm gonna push through eventually i just wasn't interested right now but it seems like one of those where it's like at least for these first three guys, because that's what it starts off with is three guys and one girl. It seems like she's going to get kind of pushed aside and her relationship is always kind of going to be pushed aside between these three um, guys. I didn't feel that way when I read it. Already so connected. like, And it's all about their relationship right now, which once again, she has just met these guys. Okay, so yeah. I'll just I'll do the 20% that I'm in. So it's this girl named... Um, I don't know how to uh, pronounce her first name, but she goes by Luna, which is her middle name. Um, she moved from like a small town in Texas to Colorado. And uh, she moved into like this studio apartment that's like attached to a mansion. And these three guys are living there. And um, you, you've oh, only yeah. really met these three guys so far. And so she moves in and all of a sudden it's like, it goes so freaking fast. Like the very beginning goes fast and slow at the very at the same time. Like the interactions between the people are, are super like slow and low key, whereas the like pace of the plot is so fast that you're like, I, I, it's it's because I feel like they could have met in the middle a little better. There's a, yeah, um, it's been like I said, it's been a long time since I've read it, um, but I know that um I, I remember there's there's 12 men so you have to understand that like not all like they can't all be 100 percent focused on her at all times you know what i mean like i just feel like it logically wouldn't make sense 
if there wasn't relationships on the side that's just me like but also that doesn't bother me at all in a book I kind of like that it's not that I mind the relationships it's that like so essentially for the plot um so she meets these three men and like uh the plot starts moving fast there's a goddess involved uh who is Mm -hmm. like this girl's mother and but there's like you don't know really anything about it um because like like I said I'm so early into the book this guy has um one of the guys has visions where the goddess visits him and she's like things need to happen and uh so and this girl knows nothing she knows nothing about her past she knows nothing about her parents she knows she's like adopted um so all of a sudden she starts she thinks she's human she touches these guys and all of a sudden sparks are literally flying um and she's like what is going on what is going like she has no clue and they're like oh yeah so by the way we're magic and um but we need you to like step back because we have to figure out what we're doing as like in our relationships right now and it's like you know they're like oh well we we want to be with her we want to be with her but like then one of the guys can't get his shit together and as far as like his relationships with the other two men go like i said i just it kind of seems like she's kind of being pushed to the side, even though the, her the world was literally just like turned on its head. And they're like, uh, yeah, so if you could just calm down so we can figure out our love life real fast, like that would be cool. Um, yeah, I, I remember I I remember I really enjoyed it. I read the whole series. So. I mean, I will push through I think, this. And I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that it's a horrible series or a horrible book. Like I said, I'm so far, I'm not far enough into it to make that judgment. I'm saying yeah. where I'm at, I don't like it. <laughs> and I will give you guys an update when I have, you know, finally finished it. Next book review, probably, or you know, when but, we come to the trope. Yeah. I'll give an update. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so, okay. So I left off at the end of the last one. Um, I had read. I had read. I read <laughs> the rest of the uh, series by Rena Kent with um, Empire of Sin and Empire of Hate. Um, so I'll just go through both of those. Um, okay. Empire of Sin, um, the heroine has a one-night stand to lose her virginity. She wanted to go out and do something for herself. And um, that's where she meets the... Uh, main male character and she's running from her family and she changes her identity and she gets this job at a law firm um and it ends up being that the main male character is her boss and he knows that she changed her identity um because she met him before she changed her identity um and it was really good i really enjoyed all of those books um then the next one was Empire of Hate, um, where she gets hired as an assistant for the main male character, um, and they grew up together, and they were kind of, like, she was a mean girl, but she was really just, like, acting out, um, and he was like the golden boy kind of um but they didn't like they i don't know it's a series of miscommunications i don't want to like give too much away about it but it was just a series of miscommunications that led to them 
hating each other and it was a second chance enemies to lovers um lots of big feelings in that one i really enjoyed it yeah that um the series of miscommunications i feel like so much in so many enemies for lovers books especially when they do have like um, a background where like they knew each other as kids or whatever and then something happens if they just like sat down and had a candid conversation for five yeah. fucking minutes. Like, I feel like the whole this, book would be, I guess, I guess it would be over too quick, this, but you know, yeah. <laughs> this was one of the like most just how, how did they miscommunicate that poorly for so long? Like that was, it was probably one of the like more miscommunications I've read. Like I, I was just like, holy shit. Like if literally one conversation had gone differently like things would be so different but you guys are both so fucking bullheaded the whole time <laughs> <laughs> yeah i actually um one of my favorite series uh i'll see if i can find it and bring it up but there is one uh, just like that it's like a university series and i think they end up becoming like maybe step siblings or something like that like but so yeah they were like best friends as kids and then um something happens and I believe like the dad twists to his son and is like, oh, she said something that was like a lie when in reality um, it was like she had never said anything. And so like if they just sat down and had one conversation, it was exactly like that. Like if any of their conversations had gone differently, um, the book would have been over at like 30 percent. Yeah turned into like a series of events I, that snowballed. I liked it though it there was lots of big feelings and it was uh that's good it was really good I you know I like the big feelings yes, I do um <laughs> I have a lot of uh I have a few 90 minute read books on here the light and fluffy um but I do actually want to go on to one that I, I just finished it this morning um we've talked about it before uh I need to just say it on the podcast though Kelsey I hate you and I love you yeah. um so I I did read Still Beating by Jennifer Hartman and um oh, all of the big feelings mm -hmm. uh so we've already kind of gone over the plot, but if you did miss that episode, uh, it is a shared trauma story. Uh, two, I want to say they're they're in their like late twenties. Uh, two late twenties adults, a male and a female, go. Um, they get kidnapped by a serial killer. It's a girl and her soon to be brother in law. Like his, uh, her sister is marrying this guy within like a a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, they get kidnapped, like, before the wedding. He goes to, like, pick her up at a bar after, like, a date or something like that. And um, they they get kidnapped, and they are kept for, I think it's, like, three weeks, 20 days, I believe it was. Something um, like that, yeah. In this cellar, this basement cellar thing. And uh, really bad stuff. Trigger warning for uh, major sexual assault. Um, and... I guess blood and gore kind of, not really, but um, just like one little scene. Um, and then obviously the trauma and flashbacks and things like that, and also uh, pregnancy loss. <clears throat> so uh, I'm not gonna go into detail about it because it's already been done. If you did miss that episode, I believe it is our, I think it was our first uh, bi-weekly book review, but basically, they they get out and they have 
this all this shared trauma and they have to figure out how to heal together and, and there's uh, a lot and i love how yeah. it was i love how it was done because it it um it wasn't glossed over like the trauma is very much talked about and um you know it's it's very much gone over in a really good way i like yeah, that and there is a they, or a sequel whatever yeah it's not like they got free and they were just okay now no yeah like they were they were all fucked up in the head and yeah. uh, they had to they had to figure out how to navigate life now um and also together just, yeah the connection that they formed that um you know nobody else understands but them really so uh you you your turn <laughs> okay i read um guardians of the fey realm by jl Mador. Is that how you say that? Mador? I think Midori? it's Mador, yeah. Um, I read Honor's portion. So that's the third set. So the third harem. Um, I love this whole series. Uh, Honor's portion probably wasn't my favorite out of all of them. Um, I think I just don't really like her <laughs> as a female main character. Um, but... She wakes up after being in captivity for two years and is the guardian of the crown for the Fey Realm. Um, but I do recommend this series, especially the first two uh, harems. It It's really good. It's really spicy. Um, it's more on, like, the poly side um, where everyone is with everyone. And... Um, the storyline is really good. Um, in all of them, it's really like solid world building, in my opinion. Um, but uh, yeah, I highly recommend this series, especially if you want something spicy and it's like more of like a poly vibe, um, than just a regular reverse harem. What you got? Yes. Oh, sorry. Um, I did just want to point out. So, um, if you are looking up the JL Madora series. All of the books, they're not, it's not like split up into like a sequel series. They're yeah. all under the first one. So it's like the, the Phoenix series first, Rise of the Phoenix or something like that. And then you'll find like all of the books. I think it's like four for the first one, two or three for the second one. And then I think Honors is also two or three. I think Honors is four, Kayla's oh, okay. is three. And I think, yeah, I think uh, Callie's is. Four. four or five four or five yeah something like yeah. that. yeah so but it's um, all it's all worth it i mean oh definitely really um yeah. yeah honors is my least favorite but i wouldn't discredit uh any of them they're all very it's very good writing yeah in my opinion so it's the state of grace series by colette rhodes <laughs> Oh my gosh. This is so, good because I've I see her recommend all the time. I don't think I've ever read any of her books. Um, she doesn't have a lot of complete series. I think she only has a couple completed series. So oh, well, uh, I yeah, I think I, I definitely recommend her as an author. Um her her shifter books I feel like are hit or miss with me. But um this particular series uh is um, oh, it's amazing so far. So only book one and two are out. Book three will be out, I believe, in June. Um, and I so I just did a reread because like 
as it starts getting closer, I start doing rereads of books. So it's at least semi-fresh in my mind. But um, so I guess to explain the plot, you kind of have to explain the world first uh, for this one because it's it's intense world building and um, just plot thickening. So uh, let's start at the very beginning. This has um, some, it's so it's, it's Greek, um, inspiration but it also has like uh christianity vibes and i think you'll you'll understand when i um when i go so basically it starts off with there's these two goddesses so there's anesadora or gaia which is the goddess of light and lanuit which is the goddess of night now anesadora created um like plant life and uh things like that she also created human and then humans, sorry, and then she created the Agathos. And the Agathos are uh, kind of like humans plus, you know what I mean? Like just the upgraded version of them. So uh, they're marked by having these really unique eyes. Humans don't know about them, so humans can't see these unique features, which is uh, they have like opalescent eyes, and they also have a gift. Now, um, I'm not going to say the names of most of these uh like gifts, because if you think I'm bad at last names, try having me speak another language. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll butcher it twice as bad. So um, I'm only gonna mention a couple because uh, in particular, the main female character in this series is an Agathos woman. Um, her name is Grace and she has the gift of luck. However, with these gifts, it's like two sides of a coin. So she has the gift to give humans luck, good luck. However, on the flip side of that, she receives bad luck. And so how much of her gift she uses, so she gives like a human a huge boon or a huge amount of good luck, um, she suffers like really terrible bad luck. And it could be anything from like getting involved into a shooting or just falling and bumping your butt. You know what I mean? So um, there's a few others. Uh, so there's like the gift of like moral virtue. So like to... Because their job, the Agathos job, is to guide humans to like the on the virtuous path, and uh, you know to make them morally virtuous and just you know better better people to guide them away from corruption and evil. Now, Lanuit, on the other hand, hates humans, and created the demons. The demons are on, I guess, the opposite spectrum of that. Their job or their mission is to corrupt humanity. So uh, there's like four, I think, like main branches of the um, the demons. And um, I'm going to go over all of those just because this each, each harem member has one of the major gifts. So there's the Moros line. Uh, and I am going to kind of say these ones just because they're so much harder to butcher. Um... So the Moros line, which is like, they have the ability to know like a human's downfall, a human's doom. They're the doom bringers. So like if a human has a problem with uh, like opioids or drugs, um, a, a demon will like instinctively know if they're from the Moros line, like, okay, this person's problem is opiates and they will guide them to doing that. A lot of them are like drug dealers and things like that because they're trying to corrupt and, you know, destroy humanity. And then there's the Karis line. They are the violent ones. So, like, they enjoy violence and destruction of all kinds. They get, like, this reddish, like, haze where they just, like, go ham 
uh, violently. And then there's the Philites line, which is like essentially what you would think of like incubi. So they're like sex. They they bring someone down with sex uh, mm-hmm. and corrupt human with sex. And then there is the, I'm going to butcher this, the Oneroi line. And they're basically the closest that the uh, the daemons will get to like priests or things like that. They have the a direct line to their goddess La- Lanuit, and so like um, they are able to like uh, dreamwalk. They get visions from her. Um, they're just the most connected with their goddess. They use tarot readings and cards and things like that. Uh, however, the unfortunate side effect is a shortened lifespan. Um, so now that I've kind of explained like the world, uh, I'm going to explain the plot. So there is an Agathos woman named Grace. I think she's like 25 years old. And so the Agathos specifically, uh, the women are like sacred, I guess. Like they're the most important. Whereas, and an Agathos woman will have what's called um, soul bonds. Mm-hmm. And so she gets four Agathos men to kind of be, to be her bonded. And she'll get like the call. And the call is basically where you get like this soul tug to like, you know, um, a place or, you know, somewhere or whatever to, yeah. and then you find these men. And once you have all four, you bond with them. And then um, like you'd start popping up babies basically. Uh, and so also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so, but you want your bonded um, group because every time you or your bondeds use your gift, instead of you getting the full impact, the full bad impact of your gift, it's spread out between the five of you. So it's like a big deal. And usually they get them a lot, like very pretty young. So at 25, Grace is like one of the oldest uh, women who hasn't met her bonded. And so that's like a huge deal. Like everybody, you know, kind of makes a like you know a big deal they're like oh we're so sorry like you're defective and (laughs) so she's she's had to deal with this you know since she was younger because she never met any of them and so she kind of has this like crisis of faith basically where she's like praying to her goddess and she's like I just I need a sign you know what I mean and then Mm -hmm. it's this like little brain tickle and she's like ah you know she she has you know her crisis of faith And so she prays to the goddess of night and she's like, you know, if you can give me a sign and uh, she gets a sign from the goddess of night. So uh, she ends up getting a um, soul bond to uh, a a daemon who um, had been corrupting like a human she knew or whatever, but he wasn't a very good Damon. So basically, all of the, <laughs> all of them, um, her bonds are are uh, Damon's. She doesn't meet any Agathos men that she is um, connected to, but she does meet. Oh, okay. So it's not a spoiler. Obviously, you, you she said gets it was one of each. Okay. Yes. So she does get four. However, you don't know who all four are. So, like for the first first book, you only know who two of them are, and then in the second book, you know who you know who the next two are but it's never confirmed to her 
And so it's like, and the fourth one really is just a guess because so she has the, her Oneroi, her psychic mate is kind of like pulling the strings because he can see the future and he knows kind of what's going to happen. So he's trying to like pull the strings to keep her not only safe because once these, the Agathos find out that she has been um, called to a, a demon, they basically the good guys are the bad guys in this one. So yeah. uh, for anybody who is going to be offended by, um, because there's a lot of parallels to uh, you see like an angel and demon perspective and um, the good guys who are like the morally virtuous ones are uh, like the bad guys for sure in this book. And, um, and then the demons are obviously the good guys. So for anybody who's not into that, this isn't the series for you. I loved the world building. I thought it was a super interesting take. And um, yeah. Nice. Um, okay. My next one is a series. It's not complete, but it's all standalones going back to KM Newhold. Um, I read perfect 10 and taken by storm. So the setting for this, uh, is so cute. So it's like, um, I don't know. It's like an island was created to be like a gay retreat. Um, cause these are male, male books. Um, and it's like, I, I think it was like six months is on season, six months is off season. And the locals make enough money working during the on season to support them during the off season. So they get to just like play during the off season. So um, Bambi decides that he's going to stay during the off season instead of leaving and coming back for the on season. Um, so he decides to stay and 10 offers him a spare room so that Bambi doesn't have to pay full rent by himself when his roommate leaves. Um, and so it's kind of like Bambi is finally deciding to get out of his shell and explore the island, make friends, even though he's been there for two years. Um, he's kind of kept to himself. Um, and him and um, Ten get to know each other more. And Bambi is a virgin. I feel like that's not a spoiler. Um, it was great spice. It was sweet. It was funny. Um, and then Taken by Storm is in the same world. Um, it's a grumpy sunshine trope. Uh, I love this. Storm. Yeah, Storm is Hennessy's boss, and um, when Storm's ex-husband shows up on the island, um, he kind of pushes Hennessy into being his fake boyfriend so that he doesn't uh, get tempted to get back with his ex. <laughs> and, um, yeah. They fall in love, happy ever after. It was cute. Um, I love Cam Newhold, and I feel like this was very creative as far as um, like everybody on the island is gay men, and they all have very big personalities. And I can't wait um, to see more books in this series. I think it's going to be really good. There's the next one. I think is, um, I think it's called Dirty Trick, and. It, it's kind of like foreshadowed in the other books where every time uh, Boston try like tries to show interest in someone, Trick says that he's been with them. <laughs> 
And I think it's going to come out that Trick uh, actually hasn't been with any of these people he's claimed to have had sex with because, like, Boston refuses to have sex with anybody that Trick has said that he's been with. So I think it's going to be really uh, funny. I think it's going to be good. I'm excited. Ooh, I'll have to check that one out. The, this this series was really it's really cute and the premise is like um i don't know that that they're all on an island it's it's funny it's good i i recommend it definitely okay so my next one is power of fate um it's the first and second book uh, it's a duet so both books are out um here's the thing i Loved the first book. The buildup of this series is so what, good. What was it? Uh, oh, sorry. So the first book is called Power of Fate, um, but it's the Mystic Harbor Who, series. But who's it by? Oh, sorry. <laughs> that it would that would help, right? So it's by Jerry yeah. James and Suki Williams. It's an Omega Verse book. Um, oh, and so the premise I've, is I've read Jerry James. Yes, I I've read Jeremy James, I, and I've read Suki Williams before because they've also co-written before. Um, and I, I, I like both of them. You know, Jerrica James writes uh, kind of like cutesier reverse harems. Uh, she also has like a horror one with like Ghost Hunters. It's pretty good. Uh, this particular one, so it's Omegaverse. And um, here's the thing: the buildup of the plot was so so good in book one, and even through most of book two it was so good. Like, so you have this young girl, I think she's like 21, but so for, she can see through uh, glamour and she knows that like supernaturals exist and she's lived her whole life, you know, thinking she was human and, um, but she can see through glamour. So, and what was a cute quirk to her parents at like five, like, oh, the mailman's a vampire and my substitute teacher is, you know, a, a, a lake monster she you know what was a cute quirk at five all of a sudden became you're insane so she's been in and out of uh, mental institutions um most of her life and the particular mental institution they send her to the the doctors and nurses there are all supernaturals as well and they're basically gaslighting her like you're insane i'm not you know i'm not a vampire i'm not this i'm not that um, you know, like you're crazy. And she's like, I know that I'm not. And so, um, she goes home after having a conversation with her friend. And whenever she's out of these institutions, she tries so hard to like, not say anything. Like she doesn't say, you know, oh, I can see through these people's glamour, but it's like a lingering look will get her sent right back. And so she has had a conversation with um, who she thought was a friend of hers. And she goes home and she hears this friend telling her parents, like, you know, she's lost it. You know, she and how horrible. And her parents are like, uh, they're high, like they have a lot of money. So they're like, with money, we can do anything. We can indefinitely send you away and there is nothing you can do about it. Absolutely nothing. And so she's like, well, screw this. I'm out. So she's been like kind of gathering money whenever she's home and like stuffing it away. And so she just takes the first bus route to the most random town and it happens to be Mr. Carper. And she arrives at this town and um, sorry. So, I just want to backtrack a little. Like I said, this is an Omegaverse book, but what I like about it is that both the humans and the supernaturals have the um, ABO, 
I was going to ask. Yeah, I was going to ask because I was like, is it a megaverse or is it? So it it is. And and all of them are. So like the supernaturals also are um, Mm -hmm. alpha, beta, omega, and same with the humans. But humans don't know supernaturals exist. Another question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it completed? Yeah. So it's a duet. They're they're both done. (laughs) So... Like I said, the buildup in, is in she gets to this random town and they're all supernaturals and she except for the tourists because she goes there during tourist season towards the very end of oh, it. Wait. This is the one you said you're upset about? Yeah. Just about the oh. ending. The ending pissed me off. It, it's a it's a good series. Um, but the ending very it frustrated me knowing these two authors and knowing they could do better. Um yeah, because so, I, I haven't read Suki Williams, but that's just because the ones that I've been interested in aren't complete. Um, but I have heard great things about her. And then um, Jerrica James I've read and I've really liked. So that that sucks that the ending's not. Um, yeah, well, and I mean, anyone who has read it is welcome to, you know, tell me their take. But I so... You know, like I said, this girl goes, she goes to this town and it's like at the end of tourist season and she sees that they're all supernaturals. And now obviously they think she's a regular human and she thinks she's a regular human. So like these people are kind of like, oh, like, aha, you can't see through anything. Ha ha ha. We have a glamour. And so um, this town is warded. So as soon as tourist season ends, all of the humans kind of like vacate the area after tourist season, like through, you know, the wards push them out or whatever. And so they all leave. And so she ends up mating to, uh, this actually has a pretty big harem too. I think that it's nine. Um, oh, really? Oh, I want to yeah. read it. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i probably read it anyways. And I'll let you know if I hate yeah. the ending or not. So I think it, it ends up being nine. I think like it was originally supposed to be eight. And then they just added another one in the second book, which I feel like isn't a spoiler um, because it's just one more person. It's like, uh, so she ends up meeting to one of the guys and he was like, oh my God, like now I'm going to have to leave because she can't stay unless, you know, she can't stay because she's human. And then tourist season ends and she's still there. And they're like, mm, that's weird. You're not human. Like they, that doesn't happen. You That can't happen. And she's like, oh yeah, by the way, I can see through your glamour. I have been able to this whole time. Like I know what you are. <laughs> um, and they're like, oh, weird. So they find out that she isn't human. I'm not going to spoil what she is because that is a little bit of a spoiler, but um just because of how it interconnects the story. And so she tells them, you know, she's made friends. She has a job, you know, like, and she has been collecting mates. So she tells them she's, uh, she's like, you know, my, my family is not going to stop looking for me. Like they want to lock me up. You know, I, you know, now that I know for sure that I'm not crazy, like what is going on? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm interested. It sounds good. Yeah, and so book one ends on a cliffhanger, and then book two happens, and like I said, there is so much of a good buildup. However, you don't get any action until 80% of book two, oh, and the then it ends by, like, 90%, and then it's, like, maybe, like, 92 whatever percent, so, like, you only get 10% of action, and it happens, and it's over so quickly, and then the epilogue isn't really an epilogue to me, because at the very end of the book, you get all of... all all of these more concerns and questions and like you're like oh my god what is happening and you get no answers for anything like they just kind of leave it where they're like oh yeah no we don't know what's gonna happen we don't know what these new characters that were introduced at 90 percent are about like we know nothing and we're going to explain nothing and 
this is just where it is. And I'm hoping I, that they do, do a spinoff where they like, because uh, while this harem is building and these relationships are building, there's outside ones too that are also um, like side characters that are like friends and family and stuff that are also building. And so I'm hoping that they do do that and then questions get answered. I just feel like it was left when there either should have been a, a um, another book where, and they could have, they definitely could have done a third book, even where they have it right now, they could have definitely done a third book or extended the epilogue and actually answered it something. I have a question um, <clears throat> because you said there's nine harem members and this is a, this is a deal breaker for me. Um, it, does is there sex scenes for all nine harem members before it ends? Yes, and there's also it's Polly. So um <gasps> all oh, of these I'm in. so um a few of these harem members have previous relationships with like the other harem members where they're already together and they have their own mating marks. That's and the then within the harem, new mating marks are formed. Uh, between the men and so it's like it's not she's not just mated to nine men and they're not just with her it's there's like separate cast off relationships like that are happening within the, it's it's a poly book definitely so my next one I read was the game series by Kara D um I really uh, okay I really liked it uh it's centered around a kink club um so the first one is called top priority and it's two uh daddy doms meet each other um but one of them is in the air force and so they meet and they have an incredible night together and then he gets deployed um so this one is just like a short little i would say it's kind of like a novella um i was a little upset because i didn't realize how short it was but then i realized that the second book their boy is where um they work on finding a third because they're both daddy doms that's not very compatible as far as kink goes um so they work on finding their boy and um they're little and he has a lot of insecurities and some trauma and so it's kind of like a hurt comfort type vibe um but it was really good. They they found their boy and it was it was cute. Um, then the next one in that series was Breathless. The one who ends up being their sub, um, he's going around asking Doms, um, more specifically sadists, to uh, beat him without asking questions with no aftercare. So they kind of um, there's a set of twins who run more of like the daily operation of the kink club um and they're like very very close it doesn't specifically have incest in it but like it is kind of implied so if that's not your thing then maybe don't read it but it's um i'm down for it so <laughs> i love the taboo uh but so they uh kind of are like there's this guy asking basically to be punished um and he's not going about it in a safe way and so we can either ban him or we can uh like trick him into letting us help him and so they they do come clean about it um that they tricked him because they are all about like safe 
kink. Um, but it was really good. It was very spicy. The twins are sadists. One of them has like daddy tendencies. Um, and yeah, I re that was my favorite one out of all the books in that series. And then, um, doll parts was the last one. Um, at least the last one that's out right now. And it's like these two subs are boyfriends and, um, one of them is in love with his uh, stepdad, and then one of them is in love with this other guy, um, that's in the kink community. They're, both of those are, uh, doms, and so they kind of, I don't know, like, they kind of concoct a plan to, um, get their doms so that they know that they have wanted, um, forever, and that one has a, oh, I don't know what the, correct kink is or what the name for that kink is it's said in the book but i can't think of it but the basically primal kink? no there's a primal kink in in their boy though um there's like a really really good primal scene in their boy um and then breathless is more like a sadist and masochist um and that uh, yeah that and even like mind um like he fucks with their m mind um and then doll parts there's a kink in there where it's like where he wants them to be completely still and it's not quite like necrophilia but it's more like he wants them to be a doll so you don't move unless i move you and like, the only thing that you're allowed to do is open or close your eyes, depending on what I tell you. And um, I didn't think I would be into that, but I was. I liked it. Um, like a paralysis kink? No, it's like he's a doll. Like, these are all male males, by the way. Uh, male, male, male for the first two, and then male, male 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 for the last one um but no like he has him like so he stands him up in the shower this is one of the scenes and it's just like it's just like his doll is there and he goes about like all of his normal routine kind of like ignoring the fact that like his doll is there and so it's like i don't I don't know what I don't remember what the name of the kink was, but it was I liked it. It was different. I've never read anything with that uh, kink in it before, but it's kind of like you're there for m my entertainment. Like dollification. Yeah. Or there's another one, but I don't know how to pronounce it, and I I'm not gonna try agalmatophilia. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but it was it was good. It was interesting. There's lots of different kinks that are explored in um, the game series. And there's going to be another book that's coming out. I'm sure there's going to be even more kinks that are explored in that one. Um, and it, it was just... It was enjoyable to me. Because a lot of these I had never read before. So, like, interrogation kink is uh, explored. I had never read anything with that before um extreme uh humiliation but 
I just think it was done in such a way that it was enjoyable. It was good. I really, I really loved that series. Um, lots of spice. Uh, this one is it's uh, Pack Bound by Kate King and Jessa Wilder, um, also in Omegaverse. Um, so there's a prequel to it if you want to read that i feel like you should start with it honestly um it's in it's the blissful omegaverse series and uh so basically um in the like origin novella uh there's these one two three four five five foster kids and i think they're like seven they're all about 17 and so um it's four alpha males and then the girl thinks she's a beta and she like starts out like she thinks her whole life she's a beta there. Uh, she is super attracted to her four best friends, you know, and they're super attracted to her. They're like beta, beta, no beta. Like we don't care. We, we, you know, we want her. We love her. They start this little truth or dare game where she ends up kissing one of them and it triggers her transformation. Uh, and so she um, kind of switches, you know, gears and kind of starts presenting as an omega and they're like oh crap so because in this particular world there are no heat suppressants um i don't think there are or there you know there there are heat suppressants sorry but it's more like a drug so like the heat suppressants basically just like keep you docile and mm -hmm. like drug the omegas up and so when an omega uh has presented um around the age of 17 they're sent to this um like kind of like an omega academy where they're housed for uh so many years and learn everything they need to learn to essentially be sold off to um an alpha who bids the most money on them when she presents at 17 these four boys are like, we have no money. They had, they were kind of involved with like one of the local gangs and they were like, we can't protect her. Like if we claim her right now, like bad things are going to happen. Somebody's going to try to like kill us and take her. And then God knows what she's going to go through. So they call the Omega center on her and they're like this they because they think they're doing the best that they can. And then they, um, they have to force her to go. So like they use the alpha bark on her and they're like, we don't want you. You need to go. You need to leave. Cause she's like trying her hardest. She was like, I don't want to go there. Like, you know, I, I want to stay with you. You know, I love you and we've been best friends forever, you know? So mm -hmm. she goes and that's where the novella, novella kind of ends. There's some more details. I still think you should read it if you plan on reading this series, but that's kind of the gist of it. And so it's, four years later now. So she's 21 and um, she's been in this Omega Center. Uh, and these, what the boys don't realize, these alphas don't realize is they have sent bonded her. So they haven't like ridden out of heat with her and officially bonded her, but they sent bonded her. So um, the drugs that the Omega Center gives the Omegas to turn them into like little docile zombies doesn't really work on her. And oh. she can also kind of feel like emotions uh, and vice versa. They can feel it from her. So over this four years, you know, she just tries her hardest, like not to think about them and stuff like that, you know, and she's, she goes into this where she was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to graduate the Academy. Like it starts when she's like going to graduate within like a week or so. Um, she's like, I'm going to graduate the Academy. I'm going to find a new alpha. And then, um, I'm going to 
like the first time, you know, these guys are going to hear about me is when I'm being bonded to my newest alpha. And so her and a friend of hers um, that she had at the center end up going to this, they almost frame it like a charity event, but it's like an auction. So they mm-hmm. go into this and um, this auction and it's just a bunch of like old rich alphas bidding a ton of money on young girl omegas like you know i think i think the like the you know minimum age is about 2021 so but these girls have um for the there's two types of omegas there's the ones who like their parents and families knew they were going to be omegas so they're like the uh they're just sent automatically to the center. And then there's what um, Bliss, the main female character's name is, is she's a rescued Omega, which means that she kind of turned. And then um, she was, the center likes to say that they rescued her before her virtue was stolen. And she was, you know, ravaged by God knows what kind of alpha. So um, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's like a whole thing. And so, uh, she ends up getting sold off, but her alphas have been coming up with a plan. They've been working their way up through ranks. They've been acquiring money and uh, working in the background to get her back. And so they go to this event and they see that she's been sold off and um, they go and they rescue her from her alpha and uh, a lot of stuff ensues. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. And so that is, um, it's technically book two in the um series and i want to say there's only one more coming out it's it was great though and it was it was pretty special so what is it called again uh so this one in particular was pack bound by kate king and jessa wilder uh it's the blissful omegaverse series nice okay so my next one is you and me by tal bauer um it's a male male i've I loved it so much. And it's got, it's like highly re- uh, reviewed. It's got like great reviews on Amazon. So that's why I decided to try it out. It kept popping up in my um, recommended. Um, for so, you know, when a book pops up so much that you're just like, screw it, I'm going to read it. So it'll stop. Yeah. Popping up. Yeah. That's kind of what this was. And I ended up loving it. <laughs> um, so it's, two single dads um and one of them he has a really strained relationship with his son um and he kind of makes like a last ditch effort to repair his relationship with his son and that's where he meets this other single dad um they become best friends and um Turns out their kids are also best friends. Um, and it's kind of a, a friends, a best friends to lovers. Um, but it's just, I, I've cried. I started it at night, which is stupid because I stayed up until like two or three in the morning reading it. Um, yeah, I highly recommend it. You and me, Tal Bauer. Um, and then the I'm just going to say another one that I read, uh, Like Lust Love by Maya Rose. Um, it's a best friends to lovers slash second chance. Um, they're both like 
this is male female but they're both very codependent on each other and um she's in love with him she knows that she's in love with him and she tells him that she's in love with him and he is like no i can't i'm not in love with you i don't love you um and so he actually ends up getting engaged to someone else and kind of like shit on his whole friendship with her um and so she leaves and tragedy strikes she comes back um and he's like i can't live without you but like also i don't love you <laughs> and so it's kind of just like a he has a lot of confusing feelings and emotions and he's very hot and cold and um they it yeah it's just they have to figure out how to like repair that relationship while dealing with the fact that he's like i can't love you um and so go i'm gonna talk about this one even though i uh then the second book in this one actually comes out in two days uh so i was gonna save it for the next bi-weekly but i just really love it <clears throat> it is um pack saint Clair by Thora, I believe it's Thora Woods. Let me just double and triple check that though, because I don't want to give you the wrong author. Okay, yeah, so it is Thora Woods. So the first book is Lilacs and Leather, and it's the Pax St. Clair series. Um, it's also an Omegaverse. I feel like 90% of my choices this week were Omegaverses, 99% of them. So um, okay. I have one too. Yeah, so this. Uh, particular one is there's this omega named lydia and she's an unbonded omega which anybody who's read the omega verses it just means that she doesn't have any um official mates uh she was in a very abusive uh, violently abusive um relationship where she uh got a bite from the uh alpha but it, it didn't go through so she has like a scar but uh the bond didn't kick in uh thankfully for her however um her parents are very much traditionalists and like she's from the south and so they're very much like southern small town traditionalists where they're like well he's a good southern boy and you know what i mean it did you, what did you do as an Omega to make him angry enough to bark at you and hurt you and stuff like that? And uh, it's, it's her brother is like best friends with this guy. So she's on the run from him. She leaves, she goes to a new town and uh, she ends up working at like a flower shop. One of her brothers is super awesome. He's the one who's helping her hide because technically as an unbonded Omega in this uh, particular um, world, if you're unbonded, you're part of like your parents pack. So her parents could, her father as the alpha could like force her to come home if he knew where he she was and could like officially get like a thing sent out to where she had to go. And uh, so she's hiding from them and like only one of her brothers knows where she is and all of that. And uh, she meets this pack. So um, I feel like this is one of those splits uh where omega verses are um and so it's like traditionalists versus the uh more liberals and so the the traditionalists are more like you know 
one man, one woman, or at least as far as like her family is explained is they're very conservative. And so it's like one, one alpha, one omega, they have children. And then your family is your like pack with a hierarchy. So the oldest would be the main alpha, whatever. And then um, this, she meets this pack. And so there's a female alpha and I think two male alphas and then a male beta. And uh, so there's male male in it. There's also, uh, there isn't any in book one, but book two looks like it's going to lean towards female, female. And so she meets these people and they're very, very understanding about not only boundaries, but they're like breaking down her worldview of like being barked at is normal. Being forced into doing stuff you don't want to do as an Omega is normal. They're breaking down that worldview because she's like, well, you know, like I know I didn't deserve to be beat, but I think that it's, you know, the, the things that were happening were something that she grew up seeing as normal. And um, so I really loved that because it did kind of like break down boundaries and things like that. And it was really well done. Hmm. And uh, so it ends on a cliffhanger. I'm so excited for book two, uh, which it's will have good. not by the time you guys get this episode. So you know, <laughs> um, but that's it. Cool. All right. So my last two. Um, so I read the Shifting Fate series by Tessa Hale. Um, her sister dies and her family starts falling apart. So they move to like a small town. She starts a new school. Um, she meets a group of guys who um, this is a reverse harem. She meets a group of guys um, who end up being her fated mates. And um, she thinks that she's human and she learns that um, the supernatural is real and they're all um, wolf shifters. And uh, they find out that like she's incredibly powerful, um, something that they thought had died off. And her to, it, it's important to mention that she was adopted. Um, so the family that she grew up with wasn't biologically related. So it, it comes into play about who her biological parents actually are. Um, and her father is looking for her basically. And, uh, he's, he's not a good guy. Um, it was, it was good. Um, I mean, it wasn't anything like to write home about, but it was good. Um, and then the last one, um, was one that you actually recommended. It was, I think not by Sinclair Kelly. Um, super, it was super good. Um, so we did mention this in another one of these biweekly reviews, but I'll just go over it quickly. So, um, they're all like social media, um, famous. I think it's like their version of, uh, TikTok basically. Um it's called Pack Chat. But um this is an Omega verse. So she is kind of like traumatized, damaged. She doesn't she's trying to spread the message that like you can live your own life um no matter what biology tells you. So she's an Omega, but she's like I'm not super interested in finding a pack. Like, she's not against it, but she's not, like, for it either. 
Um, it doesn't matter what you are. You can, you know, be happy despite what biology says. And then the pack, right in Alpha, um, they are spreading the message that, like, it's important to find a pack. You know, your alphas just want to take care of you and love you and support you. And we don't want to, um, like, suppress what biology says. And so they have, like, a rivalry. Um, eventually it comes to a head and they meet at, like, a convention. And um, her heat starts early. And just one thing leads to another. Uh, she has a stalker that's after her. And they're like, well, we can protect you during your heat at our ranch. Um, and, yeah, I don't want to give any more than that. But... Um, it was, it was really, really good. Highly recommend. I think not. And it's, it's K N O T, um, Sinclair County. I <laughs> get it. <laughs> I said that last time too. Yeah. Um, I love puns. I think we are about out of time. Well, I, I know we're about out of time. Yes. Yes, we are. Um, so <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Also, we did want to mention, uh, we noticed we had some uh, listeners from Belgium. And yeah, we wanted to give a shout out because yeah. um, we have a, a, a couple, a few listeners actually in Brussels, um, in Belgium. And I just want to say, so I watched the analytics. It doesn't give me like a whole lot of information, but I do remember... Um, one of our Brussels listeners was actually our very first listener. And so it's kind of cool to see that we've got um, some some dedicated listeners from Brussels. I'm like, that's so cool because we're we're in the US. Um, i'm I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada. And so I'm like, yeah. so exciting that we have international listeners. We have listeners in other countries as well. but um, I just wanted to give a shout out to our our listeners in Brussels because, they were our first listener. Like our yes. first listener was from Brussels. Yeah, shout out from um I'm in Idaho, so uh which <clears throat> is a state. Uh it's, it's there. <laughs> um <laughs> well, thank you for reminding me. Yeah, I told Courtney before we started, I said I want to give a shout out to them because they, they were our first yeah. listener and they've still been listening the whole time. So thank um, you. Thank you to all couple. of our listeners, but definitely thank you to our, you know, our first listeners and our overseas listeners. It's that's awesome. And it's awesome it's for us so, to see. Yeah, it's just so cool. Like obviously, yeah, we're very appreciative of all of our listeners. I sit around and I watch our analytics. Um, we don't have a lot of listeners. We're still fairly small, but I still think it's like so cool every time we get a new listener. I'm like, oh, we've got somebody in um like Florida and Texas and like yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> I get text updates from Kelsey and she's like, we have this man. I'm like, woo. Like, you know, I get, you know, we get little like celebrations going on for, you know, each time we get a new listener. It's super cool. And thank you guys, everybody who, I mean, even if you stop in for a few episodes that just catch your fancy, or if you're a dedicated listener, like it's so appreciative. It's so appreciated. My goodness. Um, so Every single one of you, just that's thank you yeah. from the bottom it of our seriously, hearts. It seriously makes my day. Like I check our analytics like several times a day just because <laughs> it, I think it's so exciting to me to see like where 
everybody is. Um, it doesn't give us like, I don't know. It kind of, the way that it's set up, it's like a map and it gives us like little dots on the map, like near where everybody is. So like, I don't know exactly where everybody is, but I do know like the general um, area. And I just like, I get so excited. I'm like, oh my God, there's somebody from so such and such place listening to us. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, Thank I just you. wanted to give a shout out to that because I thought that was really cool. Our first listener was from Brussels and it, it seems like they're still listening. Um, so I'm I'm really excited by that. Yeah, so if you wanna um email us and we'll give you a more specific shout out. If any of you want to, we'll give you specific shout-outs like this. That's I think that that's just so cool. And you know, we wanna give you know, love back to all of you guys who are helping to, you know you know, make this enjoyable for everybody. Make this, you know, we love doing it. And even if we only had two listeners, we would love doing it. But just knowing that other people enjoy what we're doing is, it's huge. Yeah, it is. Um, so our next episode is going to be our contemporary reverse harem episode um, next Monday. And... Yeah. So thank you to everybody and we will see you next time. Yep. Yeah. Bye. Bye.